Business banking shouldn't feel like another transaction. UMass 5's Commercial Services Division is comprised of business owners, so when it's time to make crucial decisions, we're ready with advice drawn from hands-on experience. Contact Jeff Simpson, CFA, at 413-256-5560 or visit umass5.coop slash business. Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local and brought to you by UMass 5's Commercial Services Division. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's a recovering entrepreneur and consultant to small businesses and nonprofit organizations. Here is Tom Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, a new edition of Business Talk. This week, we have the privilege of speaking with Pia Kumar. She's the co-owner and chief strategy officer at Universal Plastics. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. You know, one of the... one of the first of all, I love your business, A, and probably the other reason I'm excited to have you on the program is you recently had an article in, in Business West, and one of your comments in there really struck to me as a as a big fan of leadership. Talked about your your broad role, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Your broad role at Universal Plastics, and you said your biggest failure as a leader is when someone can't tell me what they really think. If they can't tell me what they really think we have a problem. And I just love that, that thought process because I got to manage, imagine you coming from the world of venture capitalism. I know a lot of those folks, they're very timid people. They don't really share their opinions all that much. I'm obviously being facetious, but really wanting to learn from your employees and wanting them to have open conversation is something I just find tremendously refreshing because to that point, we get engagement, we get agency, and then we can move together. And a lot of that story was about your leadership through COVID. And obviously you have a business that is very heavily, it's, you know, involved in COVID and you needed to get your folks back to work. So I wanted to start a little bit, share with people about Universal Plastics and we'll talk a little bit about your leadership and how really you needed to get everybody on the same page because you're growing and it sounds like you're busy. Yes, we are busy and we are growing and we have just an absolutely incredible set of people that are making that all happen. Um, And, you know, I I really like that you picked that quote to talk about, because I think for me and for my husband and we run the company together, our leadership is really about constant learning. It's about curiosity. It's about openness. I mean, I think my absolute favorite word in the English language is how, right? Ask how, because that's what leads you to debate. It's what leads you to innovation. You know, we are an over 50 year old company. We are extremely engineering heavy. We're B2B and we pivoted within the matter of days to start producing PP&E making face shields, which we then used to keep our people safe to bring them back in because masks weren't available. We needed to do our essential work. We donated a lot of those face shields to places nearby locally at each of our sites that were not getting access to PP&E, places like nursing homes and elder care homes. Mm. Um, And being able to do that, pivot in that way, that's only possible if you can have open conversations in an environment where people feel like they can speak up and put an idea out there, even if they haven't vetted it, and that they won't be discouraged if things don't fail. We'll just figure it out together as a team. 
when I was I used to travel the country doing leadership coaching for C-suite executives, and it was always interesting when they would say, "I want everybody's opinion," until they they got it, and then they savaged them for giving the opinion. I'm like, well, why did you even say it? Because it's disingenuous in the first place. But yeah. that is the true power of, and I think what I appreciated further was not only did it seem that you talked to your people, but you said in some instances you talked to their family yeah. and you wanted to understand. I mean, the genesis of employee development, at least from my perspective, and obviously you want to hear your opinion is if we make a really good person, we make we have a byproduct as an awesome employee. But if you work on the person first, because your employees, they have people they have to answer to at home. Yes. And if you get them involved in a, what, ma'am, what's your concern? As a husband of, you know, one of my employees, what's your concern? I got to imagine that was kind of powerful to have those conversations. Yes, it was powerful. It was extremely evocative. And I think through this crisis, um, you know, there have been a lot of silver linings, but the absolute biggest one is I feel that we have been the company we say we are. I feel that I have been able to be the leader that I say I am and that I'm um, aspiring to be. So, you know, I think it took us right back to our corporate values and we only have two corporate values. One is we're a family company and our company is a family. So if that's the case, then we need to make people feel safe in a crisis. We need to make their families feel safe. And our second value is we exist in service of our customers. So how do we provide customer assurance even all through all of this uncertainty? We remained open as essential business. Um, we make the diagnostic equipment that's used to test for COVID and we make a lot of other medical mm -hmm. devices. And so we needed our people to be safe and we needed to get the products to our customers. So I think, you know, talking to families um, was a big part Part of that because we're a family you know jay and i run the business together we're husband and wife we treat our employees as family members we have a lot of long-term time employees we don't have a lot of attrition in the business and i think also the nature of this crisis you know this isn't you know purely economic or purely health or purely, you know, um, political, it's everything, right? So we truly are all in this together. And I think maybe making people feel safe through all of this uncertainty is as much a personal thing, as much as their family members who might have health considerations or other things. Yeah. And there were some instances, Tom, in which I spoke to family members and I said, you know what, you shouldn't come into work. That is not the right decision from you for you stay home we will figure it out without you and being able to say that and for employees to hear that and know that that their safety came first and their family safety came first i think they also recognized that that we're sort of really looking out for what's right and what's important here and we have almost no absenteeism by the way just to just to be clear so when you, if you said somebody to stay home during this do you, the, the, i assume their their position's still there Correct. when things move when things get better absolutely and that, yeah, to your point i mean that just gives somebody that that breathing room because you might have somebody that has let's say uh, asthma or something or something maybe even more severe at home could be somebody you know going through uh radiation therapy or chemotherapy for cancer or whatever these are all really right. big concerns that you might bring covid back into the household and you don't want that nobody wants that no. Um, so it's it just, again, I just really appreciated those efforts of going, you know, really just understanding the problem because that is how you grow a business. Let me have a hypothesis. Let me go out and validate or invalidate. Wow, this is great. Let me move forward. Hey, wow, this sucks. Don't do it. But now you know, and you have that power to move forward. And the other thing I think 
from a human perspective, when people feel as though they had a hand in developing something, the ownership is vastly different yes. than telling somebody to do something. Yes. It's, if you listen to all your employees, well, hey, you know what? I made that suggestion. Hey, you know, that, you know that's, it, they, they, they enforce it more. They, it's celebrated more, I would say, because we all came together in this conversation. Obviously, as a leader, you started it, but that, to your credit, is leadership in the first place. Let's start a difficult conversation because we have to address this anyway. Yes, I agree. And, you know, I love that you used the word agency earlier, Tom, because I think that is just such an important word and such an important concept that we really like to try to live and breathe at the company. A lot of our best ideas come from the employees. They're the ones who are actually actualizing it. My only job is to provide clarity and to be there to encourage those ideas and to empower people. Um, so I think, you know, as I think about this crisis, I see a lot of bright spots. I see the innovation that's happening at our company. I see the innovating that other, uh, some of our customs are do customers are doing. You know, I hear young people getting involved as agents for change. And I think it's really about agency and innovation. That's what's gonna make us better and stronger coming out of this. So we're, we're talking today to Pia Kumar. She's the co-owner of Universal Plastics. She's also the chief strategy officer over there. Our uh, sponsors are UMass 5 College Federal Credit Union, the Commercial Services Division. We appreciate their support in helping us to get these conversations out into the community as we travel through COVID together. And, you know, it sounds as though, you know, Pia, as you're talking about your business, you, you've came here, you've acquired other businesses along along your, your journey as well, too. And in a philosophy, now, Holyoke was the first business you purchased when you, and now these other, the other ones are, are all after that? That's correct. So we moved to Holyoke. We purchased the business from the Peters family about eight years ago. Um, they're still involved. They work alongside us. and. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've actually retained almost everybody from our management team of each of the businesses that we've acquired, um, because we really think that these companies had a lot of expertise and a lot of talent that we wanted to keep and maintain and sort of grow and, um, you know, put some momentum behind, if you will. So our second business we acquired actually 18 months after that in central Massachusetts in Sutton, Massachusetts. And then we have three other businesses, um, plas same plastic manufacturing businesses in upstate New York, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. So wow. we now have a total of five sites. Yeah. And you're headquartered here. That's correct. Holyoke is our largest facility. Um, we live in Western Mass and we're headquartered here and we're, you know, this is this is our community. I mean, we like to be involved in every community that we do business in, um, but you know, this is where we live, where we reside, where our largest employee base is. Well, I mean, from someone, you know, listen, I'm a Western Mass fan, so I'm always happy to hear that, you know, logics and, and culture and things that are being developed around here are also going out to other parts of the country. You're sharing your leadership with these other plants and obviously you retain a management team there, but you're at the end of the day, you're responsible for the culture in all of those, those, uh, those organizations. So, and that's not an easy job too. Personalities are different, A, and then you have regional differences and so on like that, because not all just here. Um, See so all these things that, that you're, so you're having fun, I hope at the very least. It is the best job in the entire world. I, I love my job. I think it is so much fun. And I really think for me, it's a privilege to be able to do what I do. It's a privilege for me to work with the people that I work with. Um, I just, you know, have 
I have a ton of fun. I mean, there's really, you know, no other, no two ways about it. You know, I, I think it's great. I think being able to have an impact, being able to learn um, the things that I'm learning from the many different sites that we have for the people that we have. And they've just, each of them brings so much to the table um, and has helped us grow as a business. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm living the dream. Well, I also see you've been involved in the community here. It's linked to libraries. I know you've been active, if, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but it's linked to libraries. You've been active with them, the Women's yep. Fund. Yes. Uh, STCC. Yep. That's right. I cut you off. You were also involved where? I, I didn't I'm also you involved with Bay Path, um, local women's college. We have a great intern. Um, she's in our finance department. So, um, you know, we, we really like to bring in young people um, from local colleges. Um, you know, we are really, you know, depending on the educational institutions. We have such, so many of them in the area. And so having partnerships with them to bring in our pipeline of young people, people of color, especially in STEM fields, I think is a big priority for us. I think I, uh, well, I don't remember the quote exactly, but I appreciated it when you were talking about STCC grads or something like that. Give me a reason not to hire them. I'm yeah. a talent snob, so I love that. Listen, I tell me, especially if you, you see that you really enjoy the level of education, um, the skills that they get from the program, for all those investments that the program is making in those people, and they're walking out with that. I just love the approach. Tell me why not to hire somebody come from STCC. Which I was like, I think that's pretty cool. You know, because the argument's always like, well, you're fighting to get the interview. But you're like, listen, I value these people that come out of this program because the program, it's, you know, a level of superiority and meets your needs. Why wouldn't you? So those kind of things. I just love I, all those things I just find refreshing. I'd love to hear around here, especially since, you know, you, you talk about, you know, going back into the community and, and giving back. Holyoke's got a history of that. I remember, I forget the name of the company, but it was like in the 50s. They used to close down every day between three and four and open up. It was a paper company in Holyoke. And they used to let the kids from the community come in and their employees used to tutor them and help them with their homework. And there's just a rich sense of community in Holyoke. And yes, to you know, hear that you're carrying on those kind of, you know, those, those logics inside your company as you continue to grow. And how many, how many employees do you have over in Holyoke? We have about 100 in Holyoke. And then we have about 50 in uh, our plant in um, central Massachusetts, about 150 total in Massachusetts. And what and about overall? Overall, we're at about 350 wow. across the country. Yeah. Oof, that's a lot of jobs. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've grown over the last few years. So we've been able to create jobs, which, you know, is one of the many reasons I love my job. I really think that sort of economic empowerment is about education. It's about job creation. And being in a position as a small business owner to do that um, has been a really wonderful opportunity. Um, and I think you're right as well about Holyoke and about Western Mass and about this sort of homegrown giving back culture that we have. And I really enjoy that. In fact, um, our employees read at the Morgan School through LinkedIn oh. Libraries. And a lot of our employees went there and a lot of their children went there. And that's oh, why that's we're cool. involved with LinkedIn Libraries. And similarly, we were involved with our other organizations at our other sites. But for us, it's very much about how is this personal? How is this personal to our employees and to our company? And, and that sort of defines what we do whether it be SGCC or Bay Path or Link to Libraries or, or any of those other organizations. 
You know, I think I saw too, uh, you have a role inside of your human resources team to help people with things outside of the workplace. So it was like if they needed to get a license or something like that. You, I mean, did you, especially if you're talking about people that are need that economic help. I mean, sometimes we're just nervous to go to our employer and say, wow, I really got a problem. But that goes back to your first comp, you know, the first quote, if you can't be real with me, and let's be real, some people have challenges with transportation. And if you as an employer say, hey, listen, if I can have somebody help my employees make their life a little bit better, we all win. Right. We, we do. So, and yes, that is uh, something that I really have to give a lot of credit to our operations manager, our HR people, all of our managers really spend time getting to know their people. And it's only when you get to know people and you get to know their situations, do they feel comfortable coming to you and telling you their issues, and then you figure out a way together. You know, and I think that it sort of mirrors, um, you know, the fact that we're a family business. This is sort of my life's work. It's my husband's life's work. And yes, it's work, and there's family separate to that, but, you know, we're trying to build something here. And at the end of the day, it's all one big sort of pile that's called life, right? So whether, you know, if you can't get to work because you don't have a license and your employer doesn't care about that, you're still not going to get to work. Um, So, you know, I think at the end of the day, if we can do things to help people be successful so that they can come and be successful for us, you know, we don't want to just create employees. We want lifers. And that's what we're really trying to do. Well, to your point, if you give people those opportunities, give give them a reason to stay. Yeah. You know, and that's probably some of the that logic's, you know, throughout time has changed. And, you know, I grew up, my grandparents were always like, you got a job. You're lucky to have a job. So yeah. just shut up and come to work. And I was like, we're light years away from that. And it's just interesting how very, I guess I say a short few decades got us there. Yeah, um, it's true. So just, you know, we've got a few moments left and I just, are there any roles you're hiring for right now that you could share with the, the community? Maybe somebody listening might go, hey, wow, that, that sounds like something for me. Well, we're always looking for good people. Um, And I think that, you know, if somebody has some manufacturing experience or is mechanically inclined, um, we're willing to train people. We're always happy to bring somebody in and show them the ropes. Um, You know, we have many roles that we're looking to hire people for. So I would say if somebody is interested, we would love to talk to you. Can they get learn about those roles on your website? Where'd be the best way for someone to learn about those opportunities? You could do it on our website. You could submit your resume. You know, we're not having visitors right now come in because- well, yeah, A lot of things, yeah. <laughs> right, right. We're trying to keep everybody safe. Um, but yes, absolutely. You could go to our website and, you know, I'm always happy to talk to people as well if they just informationally want to learn a little bit more about the company. That's cool. Well, listen, it sounds like you folks are really, and when you talk about the COVID, the, the, the diagnostic machines for COVID, are those like the newer ones that are, are you, these are contracts to the government or the, I just want to understand those because that's actually, that's interesting in and of itself. Yeah, so there are the, the different medical device companies that um, are analyzing the fluids to, to give us the diagnostic results. It's the components for those machines. And it's I a variety gotcha. of different, you know, different um, customers that we work with that provides those machines. You know, we also, um, we make hospital beds. You know, we make sharps containers where you, you know, you throw away um, the disposable. So we have a lot of different things that we provide to hospitals 
that we were deemed essential for um, during the crisis. And, um, you know, and those customers have been relying on us and we've been relying on our people who've been coming in and, and doing their essential work every day. So we're very thankful for that. Yeah, you said your absenteeism was lower to that effect too. So Yeah, we, you know, we, we barely had any absenteeism. At the very beginning we did when the crisis first hit, but then, you know, within a matter of a week, um, you know, I had spoken to a number of people. We put in place a number of different procedures. Um, and we really also spoke to our customers to prioritize, you know, who really needs what by when. We also have a lot of aerospace customers. Well, they didn't need stuff as urgently as the medical diagnostic customers. So we were able to sort of prioritize our demand as well and then bring people back slowly, safely through social distancing. You know, we provided everybody with she all of our employees got shields as I said earlier, because we couldn't get masks on the market. Um, and, you know, we just figured it out day by day. And really, you know, our, our entire team was back in, I would say a week after sort of all the closings happened and we were back up and running and we have been ever since then. And I guess I'd say a good way to, to end things is that's a great testament to teamwork, getting everybody together, understanding we have a challenge. We've got to be agile. We've got to be able to move in new directions working with your customers, working with employees. I wish you nothing but success because, uh, you know, obviously it sounds like the better that you do in our community, the better folks in our community do as well. And look forward to your business growing over there in Holyoke and hearing great things in the future. Folks, uh, thanks for tuning in today for our conversation with Pia Kumar. She's the co-owner and chief strategy officer at Universal Plastics. And our show was brought to you by UMass Five Federal Credit Union, the Commercial Services Division. Again, thanks to them for helping us to bring these stories to you. Again, Pia, thank you very much. Thank you, Tom.